everyone. Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. It's all about marketing. You want to grow? Marketing. You want to be considered a leader? Marketing. But there is another important word to remember as well. Strategy. Rebecca Auerhan and Sasha Sibrian of 401k Marketing are here to talk about marketing strategy. All right, Rebecca, Sasha, what exactly is it? Thanks, Patrice. And hey, everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, marketing strategy, that is a term that should be in every advisor's vocabulary. And marketing strategy, just in a really short way, it's your game plan. It's your blueprint. It's what you want to accomplish within your business over the next one, three, and five years. Sasha, you want to add on to that? What's your definition of marketing strategy? Well, as a recent college graduate within the last five years, <laughs> I can give you like the textbook definition. No, I'm just kidding. So I think for most anyone who owns a business or in our case, owns a practice, this is like the game plan for you to go to market, for you to promote your services. It really contains everything from like your value proposition, your mission statement, your brand messaging, any type of target market information. So who exactly you're trying to get in front of and make your clients. And then other high level elements like actual promotion strategies. Um, so it it really has a range. It's like an all-encompassing strategy for your business. And what's great about it is once you have it, it's easy to share with the rest of your team. So you can all be on the same page, which makes, of course, getting in front of your clients and prospects and even hiring new people so much easier because the messaging is the same across the board. All right. So, so Sasha, it sounds like based on your textbook, it would be a comprehensive analysis of a brand vision palette with a tactical marketing plan. And that's what we're going to talk about here today on the podcast is why do advisors need a marketing strategy, the different stages that are from a technical standpoint, the stages of a marketing strategy analysis. And we're really going to give you some behind the scenes on how we here at 401k Marketing take our clients through the marketing strategy process. We're going to give you some questions that you can actually do within your office with your teammates so that way you can come up with your own marketing strategy, put it into action, and ultimately grow your business. So with that, Sasha, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the stages of marketing strategy before we start diving into some of the specifics? and how you can start to build yours. So what are some of the stages of marketing strategy? Definitely. So just from like a bird's eye view, 30,000 feet, there's a couple different important stages that you'd want to address when you're putting together a marketing strategy with your team. The first stage is like that big discovery stage. So auditing your marketing materials, researching, you have looking at your target market. So plan sponsors, business owners, HR directors, are you getting in front of Big companies, small companies, big mid-sized companies, what area are you going to be? Local, regional, national? Um, assessing a SWOT analysis, which is pretty old school, but it still rings true and is very helpful till this day. So identifying your strengths, you know, what you're 
really good at, what you should keep doing, maybe your weaknesses. It could just be as simple as not having a marketing strategy. Um, And then opportunities is probably going to be the biggest part. So where you can work on those marketing efforts, what's working in our industry, what you've maybe always wanted to try, and then threats, which would just be competition. Um, And then you really just put together a tactical marketing plan from there, which we'll talk later. That is basically kind of like one giant implementation calendar for the year. Um, And that's a general overview of marketing strategy outline. So from a Internally, when we help our clients with marketing strategy, we outline it in a six-week process. So week one, uh, we ask that all of the stakeholders get together in a conference room and we go over a Zoom call, like a lot of us are very comfortable with nowadays. And we start off with a questionnaire. And the questionnaire is really about the foundational elements of your business. And I'll, I'll ask everyone here, if you're interested in doing marketing strategy, try this. So put together a uh, a placeholder for six weeks from now until six weeks from now, about an hour each time and get together with your team. Um, Maybe have like coffee, bagels, some smear and start it off with some soft boilerplate questions. Hey, all right, we're going to go round robin in the room and there's no wrong answers and there's no real right answers either. It's just a conversation discussion and everything we say here, it's a safe space. So first question is, tell us about your firm. Some folks might like kind of lean back or smile or squish their face a little and be like, what do you mean? You know, that's easy. Tell me about my firm. But I will challenge you. If you have five teammates in the room with you and you say, tell us about your firm, every single person is going to share a slightly different story. And that's wonderful. That's great. That means that each person has put their own flavor and spice into how they describe your organization. Well, make sure one person's either recording or taking notes because what you're going to learn as each person goes round robin and shares about your firm, that the way that is different are some of those opportunities that you can borrow and leverage from each other. So that way, the next time you're asked from a prospect, tell us about your firm, you're now telling a story that's unified across all of the company. And that's the first thing when you're figuring out marketing strategy. It's your message. How are you communicating to your organization with consistency throughout? So the next thing is within week two, you want to get together again. And there's actually a whole bunch of questions, which I'm going to kind of just cherry pick a couple of them. Week two is about figuring out your future goals and your mission. So what's the business plan? And again, there's five folks in the room and you say, hey, what does our business look like a year from now, three years, five years? You're going to get multiple different answers. Uh, So Sasha, I'm going to ask you to talk more about week two when you're talking about the business plan. And you had mentioned the opportunity, the SWOT analysis, so strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And generally, a lot of times when you're talking about the goals of the company on a go-forward basis, this is where the SWOT analysis really gets interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like in all my years of doing these for clients and our team working with them, we hear a lot of like similar answers. It can be anything from, oh, we want to grow the business by this much revenue in three years, or we want to add on new team members. We want to grow our client base. We want to start this different arm of the business and whatever it is. And that's really when the opportunity section becomes really diverse because each advisor, advisor team is very unique and different. So it's going to be different for everyone. So your opportunities can be anything from like developing a really elaborate digital strategy, social media, SEO, email marketing, or maybe if you're already a really well-established like local firm, there are some advisory teams that have been around for like over 50 years, that's something to capitalize on. So having more mm-hmm. of a big local presence, doing events, maybe, I mean, we actually have a client that like does a ton of stuff with charities. That's like half of their marketing strategy because that's something that they really like to do. They want to capitalize on that. So it just really can depend, but the opportunity section is definitely a way to get creative and think outside the box. It doesn't have to be so black and white, even though we are in a heavily regulated space. It doesn't mean that you have to shy away from different types of marketing activities. It's always worth at least trying and exploring them. And so depending on what your goals are for the short-term and long-term, you can really take a look at that opportunity section and think, okay, so this is what we've been doing really well. How can we capitalize on that? But also do things that are a little bit maybe outside of our comfort zone, outside the box. We've seen our competitors do, and they've been successful at it. Um, And so you can really elaborate in that opportunity section. So all the wild ideas are highly encouraged during week two, no matter if, like Sasha said, you were thinking about really stepping it up with charities, that's fantastic. Or if you want to do something that's just never been heard of or thought of before, put it on the whiteboard, talk about it. Um, I remember years ago, we did this when I worked at Fidelity Investments and we were trying to come up with um, something for Fidelity Freedom Funds. And it was just like a crazy idea that maybe what towns in America are the name Freedom? Like maybe we should do like a case study on each one of these towns with the name Freedom in it. And then maybe have a have a winner in that town who's invested in the Freedom Fund series for X number of years. And it was a safe space. This idea never flew or did anything, but it was that crazy concept that you kind of have to see where the runaway train goes. (laughs) And this is where you want to foster and really encourage those ideas to come to life. And you're going to have some fun. So I mentioned the first meeting, hey, it's, you know, maybe bagels and spears. Well, maybe the second meeting is a little bit of cocktails. (laughs) Feel free to have some fun with this. This is your team. This is your office. Put a big smile on your face. So then in the subsequent weeks, uh, week three, we usually ask that this is kind of a, a homework assignment, week three, which is to every single time you send something to a client, a prospect or center of influence, send either physically an email or if you were to hand it to them or present it to them, bring it to the meeting. We want to see it. How is that material elevating and enhancing your brand image, your company's image? And you want to bring all those materials and then 
print them out or have them available to put on the screen in your conference room, and then objectively look at it. How does this make our company? How does this reflect back on our company? Are we strengthening our brand? Is it unified? Is this the professional image that we want attached to our company's overall reputation? And if the answer is yes, great job. And if the answer is even a tinge of hesitation, pause. Start to understand why. Usually in week three, this is where we start to talk about the importance of brand guidelines. And a lot of organizations, they have loose brand guidelines, some concept ideas around it. We have a logo. We have a couple of colors. We have some fonts. But as all organizations know, as time goes on, those guidelines, they, they expand. They get a little bit too big. We want to bring them back in. We want to tighten them back up. So that way, any single time you're working and giving your content to clients, prospects, or centers of influence, it's a 100% representative of the professional company and organization that you represent. So that's generally stage three, uh, week three. And then week four, and I'm going to, again, pass it back over to Sasha here. Week four is when you talk about opportunities. So influence, reputation, and foundational marketing. So Sasha, you want to tell us more about opportunities and generally what we find. So that way, as these advisors are going through this process, and now they're getting excited about all of the new ways that they can continue to grow their business. Yeah. So I would say foundation marketing is a little bit of what Rebecca had just talked about, branding. I feel like this is where we will spend a lot of time with clients, especially if they're looking to refresh their brand guidelines. Maybe there was a merger or a succession plan has just happened. There's a new owner, there's new leadership. You know, The reasons may vary, but a rebrand is happening. So that is the time where we always tell clients, like, don't settle for anything branding, make sure you love it because this is something that you're going to look at every day, your clients, your prospects. And also it's going to be essentially like how you're perceived, like the feelings that come when people experience your brand, um, you know, your logo, the colors, um, a few years ago, Rebecca did a presentation with the psychology of color and what different colors mean and the emotions they invoke. So while all that sounds a little like woo-woo, it it makes a huge difference, especially when we're going through this rebranding process with clients. So anytime you're going to redo any of your marketing materials and you're going through a rebrand, you basically have to redo all of it, freshen it all up, which is a great opportunity. And it gets you excited to use things again because they look and they feel brand new. Um, you're excited about it. So we always say like, don't settle in that stage. Make sure you get exactly what you want when it comes to your rebrand or if you're creating a brand new a brand new brand. And then reputation and influence encompass basically everything digital marketing initiatives, even some physical um, marketing initiatives. We mentioned like events and charities, stuff like that. But I think more importantly is now we're seeing more advisors in the space take seriously their social media presence, their SEO presence, how they rank, YouTube, email marketing, all of that is very relevant. We're just becoming more and more of a society where we are we want to Google, 
We want to research online. Um, we want to do all that before we actually meet with someone. And that's uh, how we basically get our first impression. So making sure that you have a strategy for those multi-channel platforms and you know your goals on those. So for example, let's say your team already has a great social media presence. Everyone's on LinkedIn every day. You're making connections, you're starting conversations, but maybe you're not actually getting any of those conversations to the next phase. Everyone's still stuck in the top of the funnel and you want to keep moving them down. You want to make sure that you're able to have you know, prospect conversations with them. You want to sit down for a meeting. So identifying goals on social media, what content you can share, different initiatives on LinkedIn for you to do to actually move them into the sales cycle where you can meet with them. Or if you don't have a good social media presence, just figuring out the basics so that everyone on your team now has a LinkedIn profile. It's set up properly. Everyone has all of the branding associated with your firm on their LinkedIn. They're able to post frequently. So there's different types of strategies you can do depending on, of course, where you guys are. And that's really where, again, we said, make sure that you know what you're good at to keep doing it and capitalize on that. But then also make sure that you know what is relevant. Social media is relevant. Email marketing is relevant. YouTube is relevant. Having a good SEO presence is relevant and incorporating those into your strategy. And then of course, all the other extra fun things or just reading a white paper on the new SEC marketing rule that's going to be something really exciting that advisors are now going to be able to do is testimonials and endorsements, of course, if their compliance department allows for it. But that's going to be something that you're going to be able to work into your marketing strategies because that's something that's never been done before. And everyone should be very excited about that. I think we at 41K Marketing are very excited about that. So make sure that you just take a look at all of those multi-channel platforms you're thinking of everything. I always say like, look at your competition. What are they doing? See what's going on over there. Um, If they have, if they're doing strategies, like if they have a really great LinkedIn presence, if they have really great YouTube video series and they get a lot of engagement, that should be a light bulb that goes off. And you're like, okay, so people, people like YouTube videos, they like to watch content. So maybe that's something that we should incorporate as well. So paying attention to all of those little nuggets as you're going through the opportunity stage. So week five, uh, so that's kind of that week four. And week five is when you put together your wish list. So you talked a little bit about uh, some of the most important brand foundational elements. So your website, making sure you have strong brand guidelines, any uh, pitch decks, finalist brochures, overviews. And then we also talked about the content side of it that Sasha had mentioned, blog articles, email campaigns, YouTube, SEO. So week five is when you put together that giant list, our wish list, our Santa Claus list, And you start to circle it and say, these are the top items that we need to focus on. And pick, you know, in week five, pick five things. Don't make it too complicated. And then either partner, find a team, or ask your own team to take lead 
on different aspects of that. Uh, doing it alone is going to be a lot of work. It's better to do it with friends. So start to task different teammates with either the research phase or some aspect of it. So that way one person isn't going to then just take away this Thanksgiving day plate of work, rather spread it out. So that way everyone's involved in the marketing conversation. And then to put a bow on this podcast and also on marketing strategy, uh, week six is when you start to implement it. You start to uh, make sure that you have the right partners in place, the right teammates in place, and then you put it all together. So you have a coordinated action plan. Uh, If you're doing content marketing, you have an editorial calendar. If you're doing a website, you have a project build and you make sure that it's in a systematic way. So bite-sized chunks over time. So that way you can professionalize all of it and then have a coordinated, cohesive marketing plan that you can take to action. So it's a comprehensive analysis, a brand vision palette, and then a tactical marketing plan that you can implement. So with that, Sash, uh, any final words on today's podcast? I think we covered everything. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I'm going to pass it back over to Patrice to close it out. And if you have any questions on building out your marketing strategy, as always, please reach out to us and we're happy to support. All right, Rebecca, from week one of coffee and bagels to runaway trains and cocktails, brand guidelines, opportunities, a wish list, and then implementation. What a process. Now, exactly how can people reach you if they want more? Please reach out to us directly on the 401k marketing website on www.401k-marketing.com. You'll find our phone number and all of the various social media ways. And then you can calendar time directly with us through the website. So that way it's easy. It's on your timetable and it's the most convenient date and time for you. Thank you. And for more marketing insights, follow this podcast and, of course, share it with colleagues. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k Marketing Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k Marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.